Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Clutch Pod. As always, I'm your host, AB, and I'm going to be taking you through the midweek Premier League fixtures and reaction. I'm going to start off at one place at Stamford Bridge. Obviously, Chelsea looking to bounce back from that Carabao Cup defeat against Man City. They hosted a Spurs team trying to touch the top four. Both teams had a lot to play for. Chelsea winning 2-0, Pedro scoring, and... <laughs> Emphatic on goal, one of the on goals of the season. About Trippier, finesse, bottom right hand corner. Larice had no chance. <laughs> nah, I can't lie. It's a good result for Chelsea, it? because obviously, with all this madness that's just been going on behind the scenes, Caballero started instead of Kepa. I feel like that's the right decision for Chelsea following that brother's antics. Kai, it was just moving mad. Like, there's no, there's no place for that, man. Just lack of respect. But yeah, so Caballero started in goal. Kepa was on a bench. He got fined a week's wage as well. Should have been a year's, but <laughs> it is what it is, isn't it? So Caballero started, kept a clean sheet. What more can you ask for him? I feel like they should keep him in the side going forward until, I don't know, he concedes or messes up or does something mad. Chelsea took the lead. Pedro banging in a goal. Can't lie though, yeah. See see Hugo Lloris, yeah. <laughs> That that guy's done out here, man. He's he's not a good goalkeeper at all. Like he's always just anytime I watch him, he's always doing something like unorthodox. Like you're a goalkeeper, just keep the ball out. Like Pedro had no right to be scoring from there. How you get beaten by your near post, fam? Big big World Cup winner, fam. Lloris, he's a joke, man. Even for <laughs> even for Trippier's accident on goal, yeah. <laughs> I can't lie. I feel like that was his fault. Cause why are you coming out? Like obviously. Um, the press was there in it, like they were pressing, but it was a half-hearted press. Like it wasn't like, like he was gunning man down. Like he was under mad pressure. Like he just, it was just a poor piece of judgment from Larice, man. He didn't need to come out that far. Trippier, he looked like he had the situation under control in it. He tried to size up a pass to his goalkeeper, and then, and then he just tucked it in the back of the net. Took them, man. Oh, nah. <laughs> See them man there, yeah. <laughs> But life of a Tottenham fan, fam, must be tough. But yeah, that's back-to-back league defeats for Spurs. And they got to play Arsenal in the North London derby on the weekend. That's not going to be an easy game for them. And I can't lie, yeah. On the last pod, I was like, yeah, Spurs, they're comfortably got a top four finish. They're just going to finish third. But looking at the table right now, boy, that's not a foregone conclusion. Because obviously, right now... Um, Arsenal in fourth, they're four points behind them. And they play Arsenal on the weekend. If Arsenal do them in, that's one point <laughs> behind them. So they might get dragged back into the Champions League race, fam. And that's just embarrassing from a club who were, what, 10 points clear of a full-faced team a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Harry Kane, they got Harry Kane back for them. But ever since he's come back, they haven't won a game, innit? So, boy, you, you can make what you want of that, innit? I'm just stating the facts. Like, <laughs> don't shoot their messenger. Back-to-back lead defeats. That game against Arsenal is going to be a tough one. As for Chelsea, good win for them. Obviously, they'll want to bounce back. So, they're sitting in sixth now. But, obviously, they got a game in hand over United. If they do win that game in hand, they leapfrog United into fifth place. But, their season hasn't been a catastrophe, man. I, I, I don't think it's been a catastrophe. Obviously, the recent events of late have led people to think that like it's peak, but it's not as bad as it seems at all. I mean, they can still win silverware in Europa League, and obviously that can get you into the Champions League nowadays. So it's it's not all bad for them at the moment. Moving on now, the Gunners five star performance. They dispatched Bournemouth at the Emirates five one. Man said Laka scoring, Abamia scoring. 
uh, Kashoni, Mkhitaryan, Ozil, five different men scoring. Like, you know a team performed brilliantly, yeah, when you score five goals and five different men scoring. Obviously, Ozil back in the starting lineup. That's what we want to see from a guy who's on 350k. It's not even about his wages, actually. I mean, the fact that he is a quality player and on his day, he can produce stuff like he produced. I mean, a goal and an assist for Mkhitaryan as well. So that's good, man. Hopefully he can stay in the side and, you know, try and power Arsenal to a Champions League finish and possibly success in the Europa League. But yeah, Kashani scoring. Oh no, Kashani come like a little poacher now, you know. Why am I seeing the brother in the box and that? Like, go defend, fam. But yeah, obviously he got a nice goal. He scored he scored a couple goals now, still. Like in the last month, I think he's banged in like three goals, you know. But yeah, so good goal for him. Bamiang scoring, Lacazette scoring a peach of a free kick as well. Great performance for Arsenal. Um, yeah, they're obviously they're trying to get a top four finish as well. They're sitting in fourth right now. Obviously, like as I said before, for Tottenham, big North London derby for them. It'll be interesting to see which North London side comes out on top for that game. But yeah, um, Bournemouth. What can I say, man? They they just got dealt with in it. It's this is one of them ones that they have to hold down. And it gets at that though, man. Like they lost a very good side. Like there's nothing. There's too bad about that like you just, you just gotta hold the L now and again man <laughs> but yeah let, let's move on though moving on swiftly so obviously league leaders Liverpool they're looking to they're looking to you know pick up some points well more points than they did on Sunday when they drew at Old Trafford against United against a side who like I said on the last pod they should have beaten man considering the the injury crisis we had but yeah they were looking to bounce back and they did it in style they beat Watford 5-0 I was surprised at the scoreline. Every time I refreshed the app, I just saw another goal. It's freaking raw. But yeah, because Watford, they're not, a, they're not a moist team. Like, they're a decent side. Like, obviously, before the game, they were the best of the rest. They were, they were in seventh. So, yeah, like, for a team like Watford, that, that is, that's a, it's a good thing to be sitting in seventh. But Liverpool, they just dispatched them. Man said, Mane scoring, Van Dijk banged in two goals as well, two headers. Um, Arigi scoring as well. Good to see him back in the side. And he's been loaned out about. They're moving him like, like, like moving like he's a bad beef. I'm just sending him different clubs and that. But it's good that he's obviously knuckled down and he's getting like good game time in it. He's at the expense of Daniel Sturridge as well, man. I like Sturridge as well, man. He's a baller, fam. I just don't think Klopp likes him. Because obviously Jurgen Klopp, he likes players that run around and just like like crackheads and that for ninety minutes. And Sturridge ain't built like that, ain't he? He's just a brother giving a ball. He's gonna tuck it in the back of the net, fam. And as a striker, what more can you ask for that? Like if he's banging in the goals, there should be no problem. But yeah, Origi did get the nod ahead of him and he scored. So I guess Klopp proved me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I one guy I wanna big up though, Trent Alexander Arnold, fam, because that guy, yeah, he put he put in a shift still three assists in one game. The youngest player in Premier League history to ever record three assists in a single game. Solid for him. I saw him whipping him them crosses. Like, he could have had more as well. Like, the crosses he was whipping in was mad. Obviously, Van Dijk got in the end of two for his goals. And then Mane, the goal for Mane as well when he headed it. That was a great header from Mane as well. But yeah, um, good win for Liverpool. Obviously, they have title aspirations, so they're just going to keep, you know, trying to win these games so they can go clear and win the first league title in how many years? I don't even know. But yeah, as for Watford, disappointing, man. I was I was very surprised. Like, I don't really expect them to beat Liverpool, but you can't be getting 
beat down like that by Liverpool, man. Not a team of Watford calibre, especially after they beat down Cardiff 5-1 on Friday. Obviously, Cardiff and Liverpool, that's two different tests, isn't it? But I didn't really expect them to lose by that wide of a margin. Anyway, let's move on. United, come on. Are you going to Solskjaer's Red Army? We went to Crystal Palace. I was thinking Solskjaer might shout me to play up front because the way Manda was just dropping like flies in that Liverpool game, yeah? I don't even know. Man said we... <laughs> At one point, we were gonna we were gonna be missing ten man: Matic, Martial, Lingard, Damian, flipping uh, Jones, I think. But that brother's always injured, so he don't really count. But yeah, so we were missing all these guys. I was thinking, shit, like it's a, it's a bit mad. Like I don't even know what the results gonna be. Car Palace, they're a solid team. Like they can beat anyone on their on their day, especially at Selhurst Park. That crowd is jumpy. I've been there to witness it live. Both them man don't stop singing. But yeah, we went away, beat them 3-1, solid. Great, great win for United. That is our eighth consecutive away win. That is a Premier League record for United. So Solskjaer's breaking these mad records. At this point, there's no way he's not going to get the job full-time come the end of the season. Absolutely no way. Like, it will be a robbery if they don't give it to him. How are you not going to give it to him? How? Tell, give me one good reason why you can't give the brother the, the managerial position. There's none. So yeah, Great result. Romelu Lukaku back in the team, back in the goals. Two goals for him. He stepped up to the plate when we needed him. I respect him for that, man. I respect him for that highly. Obviously, he's got under a lot of criticism. I've been criticising him as well because that brother, even when he comes on off the bench, he looks like he's exhausted after one counter-attack. But today's not the day to criticise him. So we're, all, we're full of praise for him. Two goals. Yeah, that brings his tally to 10 for the season. So he's finally in double digits in the league. That was great. Crystal Palace did grab a goal back. I can't lie, Joe Wood, that was a sick goal. Diving header, you know. You know how long it's been since I've seen a man score a diving header in any in any league. So that was a great goal. Like, it showed that he wanted it. So I can't lie, it was a great goal for them. But Ashley Young sealed the deal with seven minutes left. Great counter-attack. Pogba with the assist, another assist for him. And Ashley Young just tucked it away on his right foot. I think he was playing right wing that game. It was kind of mad because we had Dalot and Ashley Young on that right hand side. Dalot done his thing as well. I saw him two step up, two two step up was whipping in crosses. But yeah, it was a great win for United. Um, we're outside the Champions League places though, but I feel like Arsenal, they're just warming up the spot for us, innit? Because when we come and get it, yeah, there's no holding it back. And obviously, Arsenal have to play Tottenham as well, so one of them, man, is going to drop points. And if we do beat Southampton, who I think we have on the weekend, then obviously we can, you know, gain, gain more ground on our rivals. I don't know yet if the fact that Lukaku scoring these two goals is going to provide a selection dilemma for Solskjaer, because... Obviously, Rashford has been our number nine ever since Solskjaer has arrived. But he scored, Lukaku scored two goals, in it? Like, how, how are you going to bench a man who's just performed when you needed him the most? But it's one of them ones we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Moving on, the reigning champions, Man City. They played West Ham United. Can't lie, on the last pod, I was like, yeah, obviously, there's no way I can't see City leaving with anything but a win. They did win, but I can't lie, it wasn't as convincing as... I would have thought, and as much as I think a lot of people would have thought it would have been a mo bit more convincing as well. They won 1-0 against West Ham, Aguero scoring a penalty. I can't lie though, yeah, that was not a pen, man. It was not a pen. Obviously, I think Felipe Anderson just tapped Bernardo Silva a bit. Man went flying to the ground. 
this opens up another debate about this VAR thing, but we're going to say that after every booty decision that goes on in the league anyway. But yeah, Aguero tucked the pen away. That's good on him. That was his 18th goal of the season. Yeah, he's fully top scorer right now in the Prem with the 18 goals. So yeah, he'll be looking to, you know, regain, get another Premier League winner's medal around his neck. And grab the golden boot. Other than that, West Ham, they create a couple chances still. Andy Carroll had a great chance. It was saved by Edison. I guess it's just one of those ones where it wasn't a great performance from Man City, but they still won. And that's what champions are made of. You know, them ones winning ugly. Obviously, that's what they call it, innit? When you don't you don't perform at your best, but you still win. But I can't lie. I don't know if it's, this is the right time to talk about it. But, boy, one day, yeah, we're going to sit down and have a discussion about that guy called Kevin De Bruyne, fam. Because... I can't lie, man. We we need to have a discussion about this. But if I speak, yeah, <laughs> they're probably going to block my spot on Spotify and that. So, I might need it on the edit. So, let me hold off a bit. Let me let me give him the benefit of the doubt in it. Tuesday, Mango injured like twice this season, innit? But when we're ready to have a conversation about Kevin De Bruyne, trust me, I'm there, innit? Believe me. Like, I'm ready, innit? <laughs> But yeah, so see, they, uh, the gap right now between the top two is a single point. So it's one of them ones where we're just going to have to wait and see who slips up first. And we all know who I think is going to slip up first. If you don't know, it's, it's them scousers from. But yeah, uh, let's move on to the rest of the Premier League midweek results. So on Tuesday, Cardiff City lost at home 3-0 to Everton. Another poor, poor defeat. For Cardiff, they did lose 5-1 at home against Watford on Friday. So that's what, eight goals in the last two games that they've conceded. It's not looking good for them. They're in the relegation zone now as well. The goal difference took a hit after them two games as well. But yeah, for Everton, Sigurdsson banged in two goals. That brings him to 10 for the season. He's No, that brings him to 11 for the season, sorry. He's quietly having a decent season, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson. But yeah, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin banged in the last goal for them in stoppage time. One of the shocking results of the week for me anyway. Huddersfield beat Wolves 1-0. Munier scoring in the 93rd minute. 91st minute, sorry. Um, this is what I mean about Wolves, yeah. I spoke about them when they drew 1-0 against Bournemouth. Like, that's a game that they should be looking at and thinking we, we need to pick up three points. If that, and I said, alright, cool, but they're playing Bournemouth away, innit, so... Bournemouth, like, they're a decent side. They're coached well under Eddie Howe. But if that is a game that they should have won, this game is a game they definitely shouldn't have lost against Huddersfield. Huddersfield that have only won twice all season. That's the team you went and you went and spreaded your net for. <laughs> That's a joke thing, man. I should have expected more from Wolves. They try, I feel like they took them lightly, though. The fact that they are rooted to the foot of the table and it's, it's almost inevitable now that they're going to be playing championship football next season. So I feel like they took their foot off the gas in it, but it's a poor performance from Wolves. I would have expected better for them. On the other side, big up Huddersfield, didn't it? They completed the double over Wolves. They beat them home and away. So that's a bit of a mad thing still. They're still bottom of the table though, but they're on 14 points, 10 games left. <laughs> it's the great escape on. Can they survive? I can't lie if they do survive. It might be one of the greatest Premier League escapes ever. Like It might even be better than when West Bromwich Albion uh, survived all them years ago. And even West Ham on the last day of the season. When I think it was Tevez that bagged in them goals. Fam. But yeah, disappointing result for Wolves. Great result for Huddersfield. I don't know if they left there a little too late. I think they did though. 
The other games that was on Tuesday, Leicester City. Obviously, they've hired Brendan Rodgers now. He's come from Celtic. Um, I did say on the last pod, he was heavily linked to that job and he's great. So, I feel like it's a good appointment for Leicester. It might help them bring some, you know, positive mentality. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers, he's done his thing at Celtic. I think them man were on course, yeah, to complete a treble treble, fam. I had to back out my fingers and start counting after I heard that. A treble treble. They've won three of the same trophies for basically three years in a row. Like, Scottish football is a joke, man. I don't want to touch on that too much. But yeah, I guess you could say he's got a bit of a winning mentality now ever since he left Liverpool and obviously joined Celtic Brendan Rodgers. So maybe he might bring something different to the table. Well, I'm, I'm expecting him to do that anyway. That Claude Puel couldn't bring them. But yeah, day one, they beat Brighton 2-1. Damari Gray scoring, banged in a goal. That's a player I like, man. Damari Gray is a solid guy, fam. I like him a lot, fam. Jamie Vardy scoring as well. Um, yeah, they be proper scoring for Brighton. Good win for Leicester. Hopefully they can, you know, start to push on, grab a couple wins under Brendan Rodgers and, you know, become become a solid side, innit? Become a solid side. The, other, the last game on Tuesday, Newcastle beat Burnley 2-0. Can't lie, it probably had one of the goal of the season contenders, you know. Fabian Shire, yeah? this guy, like, from, like, what, 30 yards, just licked it off, in off the post. Like, I don't know what it is about goals that go in off the post, yeah? But it just makes them look so much saucier, fam. Like, it just looks like the mad thing. Especially when you hear the post go, ding! <laughs> and the net just ripples. But, yeah, that was a great goal for them. And, yeah, I think... Someone out of the academy, Sean Longstaff, um, sealed the three points for them. So, yeah, that's a good win for Newcastle. They've, they've quietly been doing their thing as well, you know, collecting wins here and there. Benitez has been doing their thing for them. They're 13th in the league still. So, I feel like they should be safe from relegation. I don't see them get relegated anyway. they got a good team, man. And moving on to the other games in midweek. Fulham, they're gone, man. I'm sorry. They're, yeah, it's. I think it's over. They lost at St. Mary's against... Southampton, two goals to nil. You know when you lose to, like, your fellow relegation candidates? It's never a good look because it's basically a six-pointer, in it. So, they lost 2-0 to Southampton. Poor, poor performance from Fulham. On the flip side, great win for Southampton. Oriol Romeo scoring for them and James Ward-Prowse as well. That's a big, big three points for them. As I said before, I do follow a lot of Fulham fans on, like, Twitter and that. And they're saying, yeah, they just want Ranieri out. And I'll back them, man. And this is another conversation that I, I think is too early to have. But at some point, we need to have it. Claudio Ranieri, yeah, he's being labelled a fraud, fam. I, I don't know. Because, obviously, he won the title with Leicester in 2016. They've done something that's probably going to... It definitely is going to go down in Premier League history, but it's probably one of their greatest achievements in Premier League history. Like, all props to him. But other than that, his managerial uh, CV, if you want to call it that, it's not, it's not very glittery. Now, he's come back to England with Fulham, and they look like they're playing with zero identity. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Just know them, man. They need to buckle up because they're going to be in a championship with Huddersfield next season. So those are the Premier League midweek results. Looking forward to the weekend. We've got some big games as well. Starting off 12.30 on Saturday. North London derby. Tottenham against Arsenal. Going to be a big, big game. Obviously, Tottenham looking to bounce back after what Arsenal done to them at the Emirates. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting game still. Tottenham at home, but at Wembley, but I even know what's going on with their stadium. So, yeah. Um, either way, 
from a United perspective, I don't really care. Do I care? I would want Arsenal to win, actually, from a United perspective, because we're going to play them at the Emirates in about two weeks anyway. And the way I, how confident I am that we're going to give them a beat down. So, yeah, I'm secretly, we could creep into the top three. As I said before, Spurs, they're not a lot for third place in the Prem. So, um, what do I think the result will be? I feel like it will be a draw anyway. The teams are evenly matched. I feel like it will be a solid, I don't know, TT draw, something like that. Um, the other games on the weekend involving the top six, Man United host Southampton. On paper, that just screams 3-0 victory minimum. It screams a Rashford goal if he's fit, a Pogba assist and possibly a goal, and maybe Lukaku go off the bench. <laughs> but yeah, um... In all seriousness, though, there's no there's no easy game in the Premier League, so we have to be we have to make sure we show no complacency, and I'm happy because we haven't shown any complacency since Solskjaer has taken over. We've been solid defensively as well, so we just need to go there, get the win, and get back home because we got PSG in the midweek, and we got a two 0 deficit that we need to try our hardest here to try and overturn them. But yeah, so United at home against Southampton. I can't see nothing but a United win. But football is a very, very strange game. The other games involving the top six. So on Sunday, um, it's a Merseyside derby. Everton host Liverpool at Goodison Park. Everton, they just they just shit when they play Liverpool, man. Like they just crumble. I don't like they just it's not even a derby. Like it's a derby obviously geographically, but it's not a big game, man. It's 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 not a big game at all. It's not even a top three derby in the Premier League. Because I'll put the North London derby ahead of it. I'll put the Manchester derby ahead of it. And I know it's not a derby, but I'll put United and Liverpool ahead of it. So it's I don't really think it's not as special, man. Liverpool are gonna go there and beat them. Like I'm, I'm so sure of it. But obviously, if Everton can beat them, I won't complain. <laughs> I'll be happy. And there's another derby, the West London derby. Fulham, Fulham host Chelsea in the West London derby. That's the game I'll be at as well. Um, yeah, I can't see nothing about a Chelsea win. A convincing Chelsea win as well. Fulham, they've disappointed me this season. My guy Ryan Sessegnon, man, he's just not been at it. But to his defense, though, he's Obviously, with the change in managers, Ranieri dropped him like the first couple of games, first four games, I think. Then he started playing him. Now he's dropped him back to the bench. So, obviously, as a teenager as well, that's due to confuse you because you're thinking, right, I even know if I'm going to be starting the next game. As I said, can't see nothing but a Chelsea win, but I will celebrate a Fulham win. I can't lie, man. I feel like that is it right now. So, obviously, next week is the Champions League second legs, round of 16. I will be going through that when we record following this weekend's Premier League fixtures. Other than that, that's it for the Premier League midweek special on Clutch Pod. I'm your host, AB. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore pod and also our streaming services, Spotify, SoundCloud and on iTunes. Much love for the support. This is what, our 21st podcast? We're going strong. And as always, much love for your support. And we'll be back on Monday with the Premier League weekend results roundup and also the Champions League preview.